Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I am Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We got all three of us today. Super fun and exciting. Before we dive into who our guest is today, though, Joe is going to remind us of our show's purpose. Awesome. The purpose of the show is to expose Rotarians and non-Rotarians to service opportunities. And we do that by having amazing guests on that highlight incredible organizations, projects, and then things that Rotary does. And, you know, ironically, we believe that Rotary is the best vehicle for delivering service. And the show also is an amazing educational device for all people that are looking to be educated about Rotary. We have shows about everything so far. And so check out our library of shows. It's over 50 now. So um, yeah, we're excited about that. That is a, it's a good plug. Nice job, Joseph Kirk. Appreciate you. So we have yet again another amazing guest. And um, so we have joining us today, Aaron Bagneski, who is the executive director of Africa Strong. She's also a fellow Rotarian, a member of Minneapolis University Rotary Club, or also known as Mark. Mark. Welcome, Erin. We're happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're uh, we're excited to hear some stories of uh, the volunteer work that you do with Africa Strong and um, how you got to become a Rotarian as well. And so really in this first section, we love to get to know our guests. So my, I'm going to ask the first question. <laughs> um, where do you live? I am based here in Minneapolis. I've been in my condo about 19 years now, even though I leave it every once in a while for long durations. Beautiful. And so you have, have you always been in the Twin Cities, Minnesota region? I grew up in La Crosse, Wisconsin, uh, but crossed the border for college and have stayed here in Minnesota um, outside of my travels ever since. Hold on. I, know, I knew I noticed something very similar amongst you two. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm from La Crosse, Wisconsin. Seriously. I am. Now, we can talk offline, but I do have to ask, did you go to Logan or Central? Central. Okay. This is why we don't know each other. I'm just there kidding. <laughs> the north and the south. <laughs> there is a clear-cut division between the north and the south. Now, we know that there's a clear-cut division between uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, so we're, we're now we're like familiar with it, so we're in tune with it. All right, you guys, your turn. You get to go ahead and ask Aaron a question. Uh, so you went to... You- Brought you across to go to school here. When did you get started? And tell us a little bit how you got involved with Rotary. I started my Rotary experience in 2017 when I lived in Uganda. So I, after a 16-year career in consulting and uh, 12 years of corporate America, one day I said I resign. Mm. And within about two months, I was on a plane to Zambia and did a six-week volunteer and community development program. Um, So spent a lot of time in school. And Africa just got in my blood. And education's always been in my heart and a passion. And came back not knowing what I was going to do. And thankfully, through some networking, got a job with health partners, moved to Uganda, ultimately ran their field office. And lived there for a little over a year and a way okay. to integrate myself. Um, 
got involved in Rotary. So went to a Rotary meeting and kept going and eventually got talked into joining club there, which the rest is kind of history. <laughs> That's cool. Cool. That is so cool. <laughs> That's probably it's, the most unique path. I think. It, yeah. I, I, cool. I would say so. Yeah, definitely a, a unique um, circumstance. And so you, you were working with health partners over like I'm I'm very fascinated with your story. So you you cut the ties with corporate America, it sounds like. What was kind of like the the um straw that broke the camel's back for you? Yeah, I it was always able to tie my work to a greater purpose, uh okay. impact for people, even though I was at a company with three hundred thousand plus individuals. Um, whether I was improving a hiring process to make individuals feel like a valued employee versus a number or helping a cancer nurse uh, feel like she could spend time talking to a patient who was newly diagnosed versus worrying about the documentation in the system Mm -hmm. Um, and was moving into a new role that the organization was helping create um, to create change and provide a new challenge for me. And I just couldn't make that connection. Mm. And so one day I said, I quit about a week before the transition was supposed to happen. (laughs) And everyone said, what? We just created this new role for you and we're creating change. And I said, yeah, I I really need change. And they're like, yeah, that's why we're creating this new role. And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to Africa to volunteer. And so it kind of sunk in the drastic change that I needed and what I was looking for and, and mm. something something more. And that kind of started the journey of now the last seven years of um, service being a very important part of my life. Do you remember what your first service project was when you joined Rotary? Well, she was already. Hmm? Uh, in Uganda, I think the First thing I did was probably unpack a container of books from Books for Africa, and things kind of end up going full circle because I'm now a board member at Books for Africa (laughs) 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 and working on fundraising for a container of books to go to Uganda. Um, So yes, it uh, kind of kind of ironic how again it all kind of went full circle there. See how good that question was, guys? You guys mocked the question. Well, I, like, I did not mock well, the I question. No, no, no. I thought it was good. She's volunteering now. I, I will say, though, Erin, it's very admirable for you <laughs> a week out from having that transition happen going, it's just, it's not aligning with my values, my core values, who the very essence of who I am. And so for that reason... Bye. <laughs> Take note, corporate America. Yeah, it, it may it may start to happen a little, you know. And all too often, you just find people who kind of continue down the path, thinking that you know something could potentially change, or they may they may be able to get a little bit of spark from it, but. You know, you you just decided I'm not going to even take the risk. <laughs> or, or took the big risk. Yes. Yeah. Was say, that was the, that was the big risk. <laughs> yeah, that's it. very true. Yeah. What uh, when you first volunteered over there? When you went, what was it? Was it healthcare related? Because you're, I mean, that. What was the first um, trip that you took over there before you became a Rotarian? Yeah. yeah. Um, first thing I did. Um, it was about six weeks after I ended my job at um, United and I uh, 
was in Livingston, Zambia, and doing a teaching and volunteer, uh, teaching and community development volunteer program. And so was in a community school, which is run by teachers that maybe get paid $10 a month. And so the mm. teacher really is never in the classroom. And so uh, my first experience was showing up at school day one and a classroom of 60 fifth graders, no teacher. Uh, day two, teacher walks in, writes a math problem on the board, solves it, writes maybe four other math problems for the students to solve and leaves. And I had students asking me for help and showing me the answer. And eventually I was telling them if it was the right answer. And so, of course, then the neighbor starts copying down the right answer and coming up to me. And I'm like, well, how, how did you get that answer? Let's let's sit down and talk through it. Let's let's show me your work and how you got there. And at this point, the teacher returns and accuses me of helping the students cheat Oh, and it was just such a mind-blowing experience because I, I just questioned how these children ever have an opportunity to succeed and how mm -hmm. they're learning and how they know what they already know, given how little they're being taught. And and it necessarily fault the teacher because the teacher really isn't being paid and isn't trained to be there to support teaching the students to begin with. They have no materials there was no chalk. The chalkboard, even if you had chalk, couldn't be written on. And so it, the learning conditions just were something that I had never experienced or expected to experience and have always had a passion for education. And that's where I kind of learned that I didn't have to be a teacher to have an impact on the education system and the education of young children. So it was the start of uh, kind of the journey I've been on the last seven years. Yeah. You're uh, you're hitting a chord for me as education is my background. I'm not doing much with that anymore, but I'm I'm helping people um, learn about mortgages. <laughs> so it's there's still an education component to it, but you know, in the the short amount of time that I did work in the education system, you know, you you in hearing a story like that as compared to like what the education system looks like here in the state of Minnesota, for instance, or even nationwide for that matter. Um, we, we have, a, we have a really nice platform. Not, not all things are created equal, but definitely hitting a chord for me right now. <laughs> it's sad. It's really sad. But when you yeah, first I remember, went, Oh, go ahead. No, no, finish. I was going to say, I remember uh, telling a student to take out their pencil and start doing the assignment and, shame on me, the kid didn't have a pencil. Mm. Um, and that would have never crossed my mind. And no other student wanted to lend the kid a pencil because if they did, that meant their pencil disappeared that much faster. Mm. Wow. And so just the basic things that we take for granted every day and the pens I collect all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> I am just laying around. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. Like our, our, <laughs> that's, that's wild. It's simply wild. So, mm -hmm. how was the you know your your first land over there? Where was it a challenge? I'm sure all the transportation and it, but just tell us more about even that first journey to get to the first day. Actually, I think let's let's hold off and we'll save it for the next segment. Way Aaron. to tee that one up. <laughs> <laughs> As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk, and I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. 
For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concern? Will it build good? Will it better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Hello and welcome back to Searching for a Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite <clears throat> podcast platforms and... You can find us by looking up Searching for a Service. Like, subscribe, <laughs> all that good jazz too. <laughs> Love five-star reviews. You can also find us on YouTube uh, on the Searching for Service page. We're trying to get all of it in. <laughs> it's, it's a mouthful. Holy cow. Um, if you are tuning in for the first time, we have Erin Begneski on here as our special guest. She's the executive director of Africa Strong and also a fellow Rotarian over at Merck, which stands for Minneapolis University Rotary Club. 
Welcome back, Aaron. So <laughs> we um, we ended with um, a quite question, the cliffhanger the, of a huge cliffhanger. And we're gonna we're gonna pose the question again. So go ahead, Chad. So I was asking, you know, I, to get to that first day of class that you were there. I'm sure there was a lot of nerves, but also a lot of travel. You know, just tell us about how difficult it is to get into the even get to where you can have the impact that you had. Going to Zambia, um, it was through an organization. And so um, I had someone meet me at the airport and they were there with a sign and we lived in a shared community house. And so had drivers taking us places and um, essentially chaperones living with us. Um, So it was very well organized and had a support system around. So that was actually easier than when I lived in Uganda. Um, arriving in Uganda for the first time, I traveled with the director from the program um, here in the U.S. But then once she traveled back, I was on my own and mm. living in a country without a car um, within walking distance to work, but not really to the central market to buy food. Um, there were a few places near me that I could buy from little markets, but not major grocery store or anything like that. And so yeah. learning to find a safe Boda Boda driver and uh, communicate where English wasn't always the first language. And I did not learn the local language because there were too many and everyone um, kind of moved around. So you never knew if I was going to be speaking the right local language. And so living in Uganda and getting around was definitely a lot harder without a car than organized transportation in Zambia. It's so fascinating just like hearing of, okay, I've made this trip, right? But those finite details (laughs) often play a really vital part in in how that trip can, you know, go, um, whether it's smoothly or not smoothly. (laughs) My longest flight took 50 hours, and 24 hours in, I was still in New York. Wow. Thank you. Five, zero, 50 yeah. hours? Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. That's just a walk in the park. Yeah. Struggle with that. <laughs> oh so I do want to highlight the fact that you, so you're an executive direct, director with Africa Strong. I think it'd be important for our listeners to understand, first and foremost, um, what is Africa Strong? And then your key role and um, how that how that factors in with what you're doing. Yeah, Africa Africa Strong was founded by two individuals who uh, volunteered in the program where I volunteered in Zambia, and so they returned um, Emily and Diego from their volunteer time in Zambia and wanted to continue giving back. So it was founded in 2016. Uh, as a way to continue to support education in Zambia and or across Africa. And so when I returned from Uganda, the president of the Rotary Club that I had joined had taken me to his primary school where he had gone with his siblings. His dad had been the principal. His mom had taught there. And I had started fundraising to help build up the conditions of the school because it was run down. And so I reconnected with Emily and Diego and said, 
I have an interest in doing some fundraising. How did you start Africa Strong? Um, give me some guidance. And they said, let's join forces. Hmm. And over the last five years, they said, here's Africa Strong. <laughs> you can continue to drive it and grow it and build it out. And so over the last five years, we've been evolving and growing Africa Strong to focus on improving the quality of education across sub-Saharan Africa. Our biggest footprint is in Uganda, where we focus on teach empowering teachers through teacher professional development, making safe and inclusive learning environments through inclusive or through um, infrastructure projects, which go as far as um, safe water, sanitation, mm -hmm. classrooms, um, computers, uh, learning materials. And then the third is empowering girls to stay in school. And our biggest project there is, um, in the past, it's been providing reusable menstruation kits. Uh, as we move forward, we're looking at more sustainable solutions. So we're looking at creating um, income generating projects, one of which will be doing skill development for students to build or create and um, make their own uh, reusable menstruation um, kits and then sell them to other schools and women in the community. Hmm. It's quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you, do you go back and forth or is it, or is most of your work here on the fundraising side or are you, are you there a lot as well still? So, yeah, it's, um, a, a lot there as well was just there in May to do a needs assessment. Um, we've mainly focused on one school and uh, have had some successes there. Reduced teacher absenteeism from 40%, 5%. We've built bathrooms, um, showers, expanded dormitories, um, an eco-friendly kitchen. We provided home study materials while students were out of school. Um, we provided textbooks for the primary seven students when they came back um, from the longest uh, school closure due to COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, they were out of school for 20 months. Um, I'm missing a few things. But through all that, uh, with the work we've done, we've increased the enrollment at the school about 200 students and um, improved the learning outcomes. So this past year, each year, primary school students at primary seven to get into secondary school have to take a primary leaving exam. And 68% of our students received top marks compared to 14%, which is the national average. Wow. And all students um, uh, were in the top two marks, which is pretty unheard of. So um, we're trying to nice take work. that model now. Thank you. Trying to take that model now, and we're working with the district education officer and following his guidance on the biggest needs across the district so that we can um, ensure that students aren't all flocking to one school and that we're causing more problems by overcrowding one yeah. school and that we're doing work at the different schools and addressing the biggest needs. That's wonderful. Have you, um, have you found like what that uh, ratio from like ch children to teacher, like is there for every like, is it like 20 some children or is it higher than that to one teacher? It's still probably around 40, um, maybe okay. higher even. Uh, so the government in Uganda um, 
pays for one teacher per 55 students. Okay. But that payment includes the head teacher and the deputy head teacher. So the ratio is actually higher. So oh. a lot of the schools then go hire private teachers um, to help try to reduce. But their schooling is free. So there's not a lot of income coming into schools to mm-hmm. pay private teachers. And so um, that's kind of the focus is with the income generating projects as we move forward is to help offset that as well as when we do infrastructure projects that they have money to help maintain the buildings after after the renovations are done so that there isn't in a five, 10 years, another major overall need it that the buildings are maintained better as as they have income coming into their schools to do that work. Okay. I am. We have just a few minutes left and I think it'd be important to share um, a story like what share a story with us quick on um, (laughs) if you can the like since going back over there and just seeing the impact um, something that's been impactful for you. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is last March um, I had my dad and six other family members travel with us. And mm. we ended up at Remy and G primary school, as well as a couple other schools. And we did the safaris, we did gorilla trekking and as impressive and once in a lifetime opportunities, those were, I think what left the biggest impact in Mark on all of us was delivering books and visiting the schools. And for me to see that after having spent the time there and maybe adapting a little more and not um, being more sensitized to it, mm-hmm. being able to step back and see their reaction to the conditions and um, kids fighting over a pen and other things um, yeah. really left an impact on me to be able to take that step back and remember the work that has been done and the transformation that has been made and knowing um the impact that we're having it's the little things yeah that is that's really incredible and i love that you had family members come with you so i actually have like the next section or a segment i have a follow-up question to what you just shared here in this story but that was that was really incredible thank you i can imagine that you know when you look at you in the teasers good job i know know. (laughs) yes Thank you for that story, Aaron. Um, As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. 
Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concern? Will it build good? Will it better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite, favorite, favorite podcast platforms and... Look us up by inputting Searching for Service. It's literally right there. I know! It's called reading left (laughs) or right. (laughs) Group words together. (laughs) Professional. Professional, aren't we, Chad? It's a struggle. I I screw it up. I was happy you gave it to him. (laughs) We didn't think about the searching part when Figure out the name searching for service. (laughs) And it wasn't going to be inputting for service. So, my goodness. Well, if you are tuning in for the first time, we are in our third segment here for searching for service with special guest Erin Begneski. She is the executive director of Africa Strong, also a fellow Rotarian with Merck, Minneapolis University Rotary Club. Now, in that last segment, Aaron, you shared, um, you you squeezed in a story <laughs> about a, tri- a trip to Uganda, family members that had come with you, and um, the impact that that had on on your heart, like really pulling at your heartstrings, right? And so, my question for you is coming into this next segment because we want to talk about the successes and the challenges. Um, my first question: I promise, there's gonna this will all come full circle. <laughs> 
So now that you have had family members come with you and have active like service, right? They've they're doing this, you know, community service, if you will, <laughs> a little bit more than that. Um, are they Rotarians too now? No, no, okay. no family. I I've okay. struggled recruiting Rotarians. Okay. Gotcha. I have recruited a lot of my family around the lacrosse area to collect books from different schools okay. and they're going to do book drives at their organizations to donate for books for Africa, okay. however. Well, I mean, so the, whole point of the, the whole point of this show is to appeal to both Rotarians and non-Rotarians. Yes. It's service is service. It doesn't really matter yeah. who you do it with. We just believe that yeah. Rotary yeah. is the best vehicle to do it. 100%. 100%. So I, I promised I would bring this full circle with like asking that question, but tying it feels in feels more like a rhombus. Successes and challenges. <laughs> so um, when you were over there, uh, how, how, was, how was that – having your family tied in with that service project for like for um, I'm, I'm forgetting like the name of it now, but what successes did you see out of that? And then was it, was it easier to do it with family? Was it more challenging to do it with family? And, and now let's roll into the successes and challenges. There you go. Full circle (laughs) a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, generally speaking, even successes and challenges of running, being a volunteer, running a small nonprofit is you do rely on a lot of family and friends. Mm -hmm. And so a success to be able to um, have so much support with family and friends that, and I didn't mention when I lived there, uh, 12 family and friends came to visit. So Oh. had about 12 family and friends to Uganda at this point. Um, nice. So I'd, I'd call that a success. And um, the first year that I got involved with uh, Africa Strong, our donations, I think, went up 100, 472%, I think, is my quote. Um, so I, I give family and friends a huge, huge uh, credit on that success. Mm. I think the challenge is family and friends can only go so far mm-hmm. yes. and you can only continue to tap into and ask family and friends so much. And so over the last year and a half, we have not done as many projects because I have spent a lot of time trying to grow and expand the board and our network. And so Africa strong has turned over our board in the last year Um thanks a lot to volunteermatch.org, um, have found some amazing board members. And then um, through a lot of networking, I had gotten connected to a lot of amazing women volunteering, running nonprofits, facing a lot of the same challenges I was. And so just about a year ago, we met for coffee for the first time. And uh, we are now collaborating and our seven of us are hosting a fundraiser on October 13th. So we are uh, having doors open that individually none of us would have ever been able to have open. And um, while there's different challenges with working uh, together when we all have day jobs and are still running our own nonprofits and involved in a lot of other service activities as individuals 
and then throwing on top of that our collaboration, um, it's, like I said, uh, creating opportunities that none of us would have been able to have. And it's giving us that encouragement and support um, and sounding board that we didn't have before. Are the the group that you collaborate with, are you guys all very similar nonprofit organizations or different? And Yeah, all very similar. Um, we range in size a little. Um, so everything from Africa Classroom Connection, uh, which builds classrooms in South Africa, Project Lolo, which works with education of individuals with disabilities. Um, I know her. Love it. She's a she is a Rotarian Leslie? in the University of Minneapolis Rotary Club. Leslie, was, yes. Oh, good. Yes. Thank so goodness. She, I'm she, so happy she. I'm happy she found a Rotary Club. Wonderful. Yes. Maybe you'll have to come to our event. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, Sorry, just had that. Like I was like, I know exactly who you're talking plug. about. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, sanitation and literacy in Ghana. Her arts and action in Burkina Faso. Um, uh, holistic Ministry of Children in the Horn of Africa in Ethiopia. They build schools, do teacher professional development. Um, but yes, all kind of a woman education, literacy, um, empowerment focus across. So that has to be really helpful that you guys can steal a ton of ideas from one another. And Mm -hmm. because it is very very collaborative and analogous, it's so that's a that's a really creative way to um leverage each other because i'm sure scaling is probably all of your most difficult challenge right Mm -hmm. yeah very cool yeah we like i said um doors that would have never opened before um we have people who will see where it goes but um have said that this is unique innovative not something they've seen before and um so Maybe not getting all the sponsorships we've won it yet, but uh, feel like the preach long on, game sister. Preach on. <laughs> yeah. Feel like the long game is there. We're in it for the long haul. Hundred percent. Tell us, tell us more about the fundraiser and how people can get involved. Yeah, so the fundraiser is October thirteenth at the Dovetail Building in Minneapolis. It's uh, in the Bryn Mawr neighborhood. Be from five thirty to eight thirty. It's an open house. Um, you can find us under Her Arts in Action on social media. Um, and it, again, just open house. We'll have uh, heavy appetizers from a Tanzanian uh, lady uh, catering company. Have wine uh, from a uh, local uh, Minnesotan uh, wine company and then uh, beer from a brewery in New York that uh, is a Kina Fasen beer and so mm. and then auction items and auction will be online so you don't have to be at the event to bid on the auction all that's out on the website that cool. you can find through social media and all of that so quick sidebar what does it mean Heavy appetizer. It's the second time this week I've seen the term heavy I, I, I appetizer. Can, I put on a mess, I can tell you. <laughs> Chicken wings. Got it. So like, so it could count as a meal. Okay. Light would be like chips, popcorn. Okay. 
peanuts. Literally. I mean, that's <laughs> when, when you're working with a gator, that kind of stuff, they're like, that's kind of a heavy, 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 heavy conversation. I'm like, what is the heavy? Isn't that a, isn't that an entree? <laughs> it's appetizer food, but can count as a meal. Yeah. I think is gotcha. how I would describe it. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start describing my overeating is uh, I had many heavy appetizers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Has, has the Rotary uh, supported or has it been more of a network for you? Have they – has on the local level or other levels, the road, different clubs supported you? Haven't actually tapped into that, which probably is an oversight on our part. Interesting. Uh, well, you're out of an interesting platform that yeah. goes out the, to not only 5950 but 5960. It seems like something that is very much in line with a lot of other projects that go on. I mean, totally. we, we talked a little bit offline about how Rotary does a lot of work with World Vision. We just had a, mm-hmm. a ton of stuff, and it's in U- Uganda, is it not? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's where Lloyd was leaving. That's, Lloyd that's, is literally. I, I was going to say on a plane, probably to Uganda right now. So well, I mean, and for our listeners, just to kind of tie this up, so you understand who we're talking about, Lloyd Campbell, who it was former, the former district governor of fifty nine fifty, and um, he is who got us connected to Aaron Bagneski. So well, and you want to talk about some extra value to this show? All those out there listening, we're going to connect some dots here. We're going to make some things happen. I love it. (laughs) And I think your previous guest, Kyle Hagen, we know each other because I went to college with his cousin and hadn't seen each other in about 20 years until he popped up on my Facebook standing in pictures with members from the Rotary Club of Emberara. And you're like, like, what? What are you doing there with my past fellow Rotarians? That's <laughs> so cool. We're really excited to uh, jump into this next segment and talk about vision for Africa Strong, Aaron. So stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. 
from supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation. We tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concern? Will it build good? Will it better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I am Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... You can uh, find us by looking up Searching for Service. We're also on YouTube. You can find our channel at Searching for Service. Look at that. Like, comment, share, do all that good jazz. Five gold stars. Ring the bell. (laughs) (laughs) We are in our last segment here with Searching for Service with our guest Aaron Bagneski, who's the executive director of Africa Strong and member of MARC. That's the Minneapolis University Rotary Club. We love to finalize everything in this last segment talking about vision. Vision for the future, um, vision for Africa Strong, vision for what service is going to look like for you, Aaron, as well. And so I I think we should start with Africa Strong. Let's start there. And then we can end on a, on a high note with visions for your, um, your service moving forward. Yeah, I have a lot of visions for Africa Strong. Um, <laughs> my goal would to be get it, fund it, and make it my full-time job. Um, I had gone a year without a full-time job. I was substitute teaching, driving for DoorDash, doing things to pay the bills in between contract work. And I commend uh, you, by the way. Contract job this week, yay. <laughs> um, but the whole time trying to, yes, substitute teaching, never again. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, trying to uh, do what I could to help grow Africa Strong and had uh, many people who have been in the industry say, um, normally they tell people to stay as volunteers, but they see something different with Africa Strong. And so... Um, that's been my motivation to, to keep going and 
um, would talk to people about the type of work I was looking for when I was looking for contract work and then talk about Africa Strong. And um, the reaction was always, no, you need to figure out how to get Africa Strong funded because that's where your heart is. That's where your passion yeah. is. And, and <clears throat> I, I was. I was working 40, 60-hour weeks between Rotary and Books for Africa and Africa Strong without having a paid paid job. So um, the vision is, and the vision is really to make it sustainable and take the model of, of what we've done and learn from it and grow. Um, working to expand our teacher professional development, um, whether that's bringing in an organization out of South Africa that we're in conversations with, but doing that through the local teacher professional or the teacher college and the university in Uganda. Um, Hopefully getting grants, but also setting up, like I talked about earlier, the income generating projects at schools so that they have a source of funding and then doing projects through grants and a source, small source of loans that there's more ownership and accountability for the schools as they move forward. Um, and then doing work to keep, keep girls in school. So, uh, we have a, big agenda and I sometimes bite off more than I can chew, but, um, <laughs> but somehow some way you get like, it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> started to build a team around us. And, um, I don't know, um, McCary university in Uganda reached out wanting to collaborate on a grant. And so, um, just opportunities and some funding there. Um, do you know so- what the number is that you need for sustainable funding to accomplish all of those goals? Do you know the dollar amount? Uh, over the next five years, um, probably five hundred thousand dollars. There you go. Hear that, universe? Five hundred k. Huh? You can do that. She's probably work. gone bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's like, I meant seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, you meant <laughs> there is there is something. Um, uh, I'm going to go a little woo-woo here, but magical about putting that stuff out into the universe and especially on the, the radio airwaves. So, I mean, watch out what happens, Aaron. <laughs> Just well, never Aaron, know. Aaron, I mean, there's always – I mean, there's rotary grants. There's there, there's yeah. there's money all over the place. It's just, you know, knowing how, do you how, find to, it? how to, how to connect it. Who do you know? on how they do rotary grants. They they have to control <clears throat> the money and everything there. So we're trying to overcome some challenges right yeah. now and some, to get a grant going there. But um, it makes okay. the funding a little smaller for the grants there. But, yes, we're trying to do some rotary grants to help a little there as well. Just so. ask the question, what needs to be true <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But again, so challenges, but we're always ready for an uphill battle. So That's right. Uh, That's so cool. I, you know, I know you mentioned the social media site. Do you have a website too? Yes. Uh, AfricaStrong.org. Clever. And I was going to say most nonprofits <laughs> on the dot .org. <laughs> yeah, makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the fundraiser, I just want to make sure – I'll post this all in the description when we upload it. But it, is the fundraising info on there or they need to go to the social media page? We, I, I can email you the direct okay. link. And I'll put it all on the – and for anybody that's listening, you'll be able to find it on the show page, uh, all the information and links. Uh, so if you're interested in supporting, whether you mm-hmm. can make it or not, uh, the information will be there. How can people get involved? Was, yeah. Um, through the, uh, my 
email is probably the best way to get involved. Otherwise, on the website, there is a contact us. Um, we are always looking for volunteers, whether it's um, project management help to social media, fundraising, grant research. Um, we, we have projects galore. Uh, have had a high school, everything from a high school student to uh, some local of uh, individuals who are part of the Uganda diaspora community um, getting involved now. And so uh, it's just fun. Some are helping us write uh, Google Classroom training uh, to go mm. with the Chromebooks that we've been donating. Um, others are researching internet options and offline solutions to get the Google Chromebooks more usable um, in rural areas um, and to help get them up and running uh, to researching where we can get fabric to ship on a container to Uganda because we can't source it and find it in Uganda. So um, fascinating. We, yeah, we have uh, opportunities kind of all over the board and stuff that helped me immensely um, that I don't need to run down and I can focus on some of the other, other logistical and administrative stuff. Erin, we didn't even ask this up front, but as you were growing up in our great city of La Crosse, Wisconsin, was service like always a part of who you were innately? Were you doing stuff around um, the La Crosse area or in that Try try metro area. Some and I think as much just my parents and how yeah how they raised us. Okay. Um, my dad does a lot of volunteering okay. around the community now. My mom gets involved in a lot of organizations and gives back, and so um, still kind of watch them as examples and what they do. Cool, and now they're watching you as an example too. Going over to Uganda. <laughs> And they've both been of my a lifetime. Twice. It's a trip of a lifetime. That's incredible. Well, a quick lacrosse story for you, my um, Ooh, love Alan. <laughs> Alan, who was uh, the president of the Rotary Club when I joined, and our NGO partner in Uganda, was just here in Minneapolis for a week, but we spent half the time in lacrosse. Oh, okay. So of course, we visited the world's largest six pack. Of course. Oh my gosh. How come well, we've I never done the largest because I've never done it. Six pack. What my, the heck? My mom used to work at what was formerly known as Highlands, right? So uh, yeah. she used to work there. That yeah. So. We, did, we just lost half our audience because they're like, we're talking about Wisconsin? I Come know. on. Well, I can bring it back to Rotary. There I we go. I was most impressed. We were walking down the street and there was a mobile clinic with Rotary um, logo all over it. And we had to cross the street and go have his picture taken in front of that. So. Yeah. Now, this was in La Crosse? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, lacrosse isn't that big, so <laughs> actually doesn't surprise me. You said it, man. <laughs> what uh, you talked, you just kind of briefly uh, breezed over, but I think our listeners may be interested. The Books for Africa program that you're involved with, with Rotary. Can you tell us? What, I mean, I'm sure it's collections of books, but where people can donate, and you know, a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, in books one minute. Africa, books for Africa has a <laughs> warehouse here in St. Paul. Um, they take. New and used books. Books should be 
culturally sensitive uh, within the last 15 years. It's kind of a do and a don't. Uh, they'll take books from schools as well. You can okay. always find their website and reach out if you have questions. But um, over, they just celebrated, I should say, we just celebrated our 35th anniversary. Ooh. And over the last 35 years have shipped almost 60 billion books to the continent. Okay. Was that a B billion? Billion. Million. Oh, million. I was going to say, okay. holy smokes. No. <laughs> That's still um, a lot. I mean, but... there's still 40, 400 million children in Africa, so still a lot more books yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. get in the hands of kids. But okay. but world's largest, uh, um, across the U.S., um, largest shipper, shipper of books to the continent of Africa. Wow. Beautiful. Well, Erin, it has truly been an honor to have you on searching for service and and you're all tuned up for your your tv interview now. yes oh my gosh that's right (sighs) you killed it you did great you did awesome thank you so much aaron we appreciate you coming on and talking to africa strong and um, how people can get involved it was such an honor to have you on thank you for having me you made it super fun and uh easy easy to chat (laughs) we love it thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for tuning in to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. It's time to stop searching. And start serving. Mm-hmm.